Hello, JRE Review listeners. I have to apologize first and foremost for anybody, the thousands of people that downloaded the last JRE Review 175 podcast to where I did not sync up the two streams of audio. So everything Mark said was left off. And I'm so sorry that you had to listen to that nonsensical garbage. Uh, for whatever reason, I posted it, and I thought it was done, and I left it, and it wasn't until I was getting emails and messages saying, look, you dummy, you didn't fucking put the audio in. So, yeah, well, then the audio somehow got deleted, so I've just spent fucking the last few hours trying to track that shit down and figure out how to splice it all together. But anyway, I got it done. And this is JRE Review 175 from the top. Once again, sorry about that, fellas. Enjoy. Five, four, three, two, one. You're listening to the Joe Rogan Experience Review. What a bizarre thing we've created. Now with your hosts, Adam Thorne and Mark Hampton. This might either be the worst podcast or the best one of all time. Hello, JRE Review listeners. Thank you for joining in. Today, got some good ones. Got some scientists. Got some DJs. Well, I guess we got another scientist. Scientists and DJs. Yeah. (laughs) Opposite ends of the spectrum. Exactly. Exactly. Uh One invented the iPod. The other one is just They both use technology. They do. Do what? They do use technology. Well, as I was saying, I was like, one invented the iPod, and the other one is an iPod. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's so true. That's so perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Not that, you know, not that there's not incredible skill involved in being a DJ, because there is. I've seen some of them do their shit live, and I'm like, damn. Like, it's basically mixing as is. But then some DJs, is like they might as well just be like, an iPhone or a Spotify playlist, and they just hit play and then talk in between. You know, you say that, but I'm I'm suspicious. <laughs> I I kind of I really am. I really am. I mean, it's not. Uh, it's not like uh, Millie Vanilli. What was that band? M- Millie Vanilli. Yeah. The- yeah, yeah. It's not. It's not their fake band where where it's gonna skip during their set, but. To believe that these guys on a on a rough night where they've like you know chomped through a few edibles, they're like, I could just put on a CD and just stand up here. I mean, would we know? No, we'd have no clue. We'd have no clue. We'd have we'd have absolutely no clue. And just for fun, even if they weren't fucked up, I still think it would be worth trying. Oh hell yeah! Well, like somebody- just for them, knowing how much they get paid, just to be like, I'm gonna make seventy five thousand dollars today. And I'm just gonna press play. God, man! Pump my hand. I would love to do that. <laughs> I mean, right? That's it. I'm, that, I'm gonna become a DJ. One of the best jobs. <laughs> okay, <it's> changed. Done. <laughs> Can you start at 40 years old? Um, probably not. I, I think you need to be at least 18 to start. Uh, with negative attitude, man. With way better hair attitude. than me. <laughs> mm. And piercings. 
They, I think you have to just start with that. You could be the old guy with the piercings. Oh, there it is, like Harrison Ford. Mm. What? Harrison Ford got like his ear pierced, like I don't know, fifteen years ago, and it was like this big thing. And and then every and then men kind of stopped piercing their ears because it was just no longer in fashion. But he still got his ear pierced, and so now he just looks like an old man that's like out of time. So that's Indiana Jones. Fucking Indiana Jones has like a stud. Don't ruin this for me. I can't believe that's true. I'm not even going to Google it. Don't. You're right. I was, I was lying. That was entirely made up. Don't. Don't believe me. <laughs> All right, JRE review listeners. We got podcast 1344. Boom. Joseph Ledoux. The Dukes. Hmm. I forget how to say his name, but I wrote it down. Um, <laughs> he has a new book with a deep history of ourselves. And... You know, it's always fascinating to have the type of scientists that go on Rogan's podcast because it seems to be that the the big focus for Joe is like understanding the mind. He's always been really into that. Right. You kind of see a pattern with it like throughout his podcast, right? And I think it goes with his comedy and just like just his interest in general. Like this is it. So this guy studies like fear and and anxiety like how it's created right we all get that we all get fear we all get anxious you know it's uh it's something that you know even people that say they don't suffer from anxiety that they're gonna they're gonna deal with it this is like a biological system right well and to hear it yeah go on well anxiety is like the feeling of fear without the source of fear it's kind of like, I mean, anxiety is basically, it's like your body thinks it's still in a precarious situation, so it's pumping that ad- adrenaline like crazy through your body, even though you're just sitting on the couch thinking about what you're going to make for breakfast type of thing. You know, and that's kind yeah. of... Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and how, how Joseph put it was, like, fear is instant. It's like you see the threat. The line is there. You have maximum red line adrenaline. But then right. as human beings, because we understand ourselves mm-hmm. in a very complex way, like beyond other creatures, therefore we can think into the future mm-hmm. and into the past. Right. So we can kind of almost mentally time travel, which is strange to think of, but it, it it's almost curious because you're like, when you look at a cat, mm-hmm. right, you're like, can they think about what they desire way into the future or are they like what am i doing today yeah like, I, don't I think, think they can. i think most creatures are like i'm just thinking about what i'm doing just today. thinking about We're, food probably right <clears throat> but we can think how far ahead like years or retirement the end of our life beyond absolutely God, we worry about beyond death like we're way out thinking up time space oh, completely and that is where he's saying the anxiety comes from absolutely because because you just I don't know. I think I think it's it's fun to think into the future about beautiful things. That Absolutely. They're all going to be good. It's a meditation right? That's tool. what you want. That's what we want. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. We want to achieve that. But the main desire or maybe evolutionary um, ability to do it was to figure out threats. Who oh, the absolutely. fuck is coming? I mean, the, the guilty pleasure of mine was the original CSI show. Um, and I remember this one episode where Gil Grissom was talking about it and how we are 
evolutionary on an evolutionary level we are trained to be afraid it is what has kept us as alive as a species from small mammals that survived you know after the dinosaurs went extinct we were small little mammals easy prey um, and we had to develop fear because that's what kept us alive we were biologically um, adapted to fear to have fear to keep us alive so it's such a part of our DNA it's what keeps us alive. Being afraid of getting hit by, you know, another car is what keeps you from making crazy lane changes. Some people do it anyway. And I get in an accident. Because <laughs> <laughs> they think they're going to make it. Of course. They're risk takers. Yeah, and they probably have a lot of times. Yeah, probably. So they're willing to go and just slam it in. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, oftentimes when you see, like, a Honda Civic, right? And car aside, like, it could be any make, but, like, one of those guys just drives down the freeway, crosses three lanes of traffic like nothing. Uh-huh. And, you know, you're just like, you know, probably blaring techno music. You're like, guaranteed, that dude's like 21. Oh, easy. Or maybe less. Easy. Right? Yeah, because all yeah. teenagers think they're, or young adults think they're immortal. I was the exact same way. They they haven't quite figured it out. They Unless haven't. it's one of those super rich guys that just bought a Ferrari last week. Could be. And once it gets going, they just can't stop that shit. Some Saudi prince. The <laughs> <laughs> your, your rules don't apply to me. Yeah. Well, the, you know, they all have uh, diplomatic immunity anyway, so I they can get the fuck out of here. It's genius. I would take that too. Are you kidding me? You bet your ass. Not even close. I, I, I'd be I, smuggling things abroad I didn't even need to smuggle see, just because I knew. I wouldn't. I'd just like shoplift like Ben and Jerry's or something. I'd be like, oh, ain't got nothing on me. I wouldn't do anything crazy. I'd just be like, uh-uh. I'd be like, oh, I forgot to get this pack of gum. I'm just taking it. That's all that would be. <laughs> Diplomatic immunity. You just get to the airport with, with random shopping items that you yes. pilfered. Yes. And then when they want to check you, because the police are there with all these reports, you're like, you can't check you it. Can't check I me. have to go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then when you land back in your hometown all your gifts to your family are just these random stolen yeah they're items. just from like brookstone and things like that <laughs> i don't even think it's, i think brookstone closed right because everybody would go in to use the massage chairs but never one would ever buy them well it didn't help they were nine thousand dollars that is true there was like sky mall nobody ever bought any i can't believe sky mall ever survived like a past a month because they were so expensive and i was like who wants this shit but it was fun. It was fun. It was something to peruse yeah. while you were uh, on the plane. Actually, what was the best thing in Sky Mall? Man. Uh, there was some things I saw that I was... They had that whole Lord of the Rings page, I remember. Oh, I'm sure buy. they did. Yeah, that makes sense. Not that I was into that, but I remember that being there. You could buy like a ring and a fucking sword and... Oh, no. Oh, all that. Know, all kinds. And I'm like, all Jesus, that shit. all right. That, you know, they had a bookshelf that held like a thousand CDs. Right. And I was just like, what? What? They were probably Who the, was even buying CDs. They were probably the first thing to like sell end tables that had like USB ports in them. Like, charge your phone from your table. Something like that. And you're like, oh my God, it's the future. Well, the next question really is how the fuck did they go out of business? Because they didn't have stores. They and they advertised the, like a bunch of super bored businessmen and women that flew all year long that probably made a ton of money. 
That's true. This is a damn Shouldn't fine that point. Have been like they didn't make an app. That's why it could very well be a fucking yeah. That, yeah, that should app. be. I mean, they could have had a deal with all the airlines. Is like nobody gets Wi-Fi, but you will get free access to SkyMall.com. <laughs> <laughs> and a 10% coupon exactly for, this for one item 100% overpriced garbage exactly they had a lot of inflatable shit i remember that right you get an inflatable pool an inflatable head pillow inflatable butt massager i don't know if that was a thing but there was like a, Should be. a lot of stuff that you would blow up right weights you could take weights to your hotel and like fill them with water <clears throat> or something i'm like who the fuck is doing that <laughs> exactly no one that's why they went out of business well i guess so yeah i I've, i always felt though that there were a lot of super motivated people out there and i would look at that and i would think god i need to get more motivated about my workouts right <laughs> well what do you think what do you think about fear do you have do you ever experience anxiety i have i experience it all the time but i uh but I'm not yeah, so I mean, much obviously lately. fear pops up. Right, fear, of course. Do you experience anxiety or any PTSD or anything like that? Hmm. PTSD is um, a difficult for one for me to like say I suffer from because of course uh, I haven't done anything even close to what like military type people do. Of course. So you know my trauma is is way stupider. Right. Um, you know, but, uh, hmm. I mean, I get anxious, I think. Sure. I definitely do about the future. I, ch- I really don't too much about the past. I don't, I don't get too frustrated about things that happened beforehand. I have, for sure. When I was younger, I used to get real upset about things that had already happened, like things that I thought I was unlucky with or that had not gone right for me, that sort of thing. Right. But, uh, yeah, far more now, and with that, I'm far more driven, is, you know, I just focus on, like, okay, what do I want to do, um, what what things am I getting done, you know, right. and, uh, and, and I guess what things am I getting done is a bit of, like, a past reflection, but I, I do it within, like, the week, so I, I can adjust it really quickly, mm-hmm. um, so it, yeah, for sure it gets in. Right, for sure it gets in. And then work does it. Work fucking makes me anxious all the time. Super it can annoying. for me too. What it's Come weird on. if I'm teetering, and I don't really know what will kind of start me off, but if I'm teetering on the edge of feeling like I'm gonna have major anxiety, I don't want to say I. I wouldn't say I've really had panic attacks, but I definitely get to this point where I kind of feel a little. I don't because I don't feel like I'm hyperventilating, but I do feel like the anxiety is debilitating in some ways. But what will really send me over the edge is if I'm waiting for like a website to load and it's taking too long, or I'm waiting to like if I'm having to wait for something that I expect instantly, that can send me over the edge. It's the weirdest fucking thing. I'll be like, come on, come on, come on, come on, and then boom, it's all of a sudden I'm sweating and I'm just in a bad state and I just have to like go away for a while. It's the weirdest fucking thing. That's definitely a catalyst. Yeah. You know, for sure. Absolutely. But that event on its own is not a problem. I think it's that Oh, absolutely. We build ourselves up to it, you know. Agree. It's like we we are good at bringing ourselves to almost the red line mm-hmm. and being like, "Okay, I can tolerate this much." And right. just hanging there all day assuming nothing else will piss us off. 
and then like the smallest thing will exactly like you try to go to netflix and it's just not loading and and you're like, i can't believe example. this perfect example yep yeah 100 yeah it's but it's hard it's like everyone is close to that fucking yellow red line you yeah know, you almost look weird if you're like so zen if you were just like zen all day people like is that dude fucking high isn't it weird to meet people like that like when people uh, i meet you know because we're in southern yeah, california I don't trust so it. we make a we meet a lot of interesting folks but you meet that one person who's like uh you know like hey how's it going you know, just in daily life and work or whatever, you don't know this person from Adam. They're like, "Oh my God, I am so blessed. Everything is just so beautiful. Thank you so much for asking." I'm like, "Oh, you're about to go off. You are two seconds away from killing everyone in this room. Like, it's just <laughs> so fucking fake. It's so fake." I'm like, "You don't believe shit for Shinola of what you're saying. You are so above your own feelings, or you have brain damage." It's the whole idea of you're not pissed off, you're not paying attention. And I'm just like, boy, you just are out to lunch. you got no connection to the world right now. And maybe you're happy mm. that way, but I don't trust it. Well, I I don't know. I think the people that actually think that way don't have to say it to you or anyone because they know that it would probably make you feel like shit. Exactly. They're, yeah, you know, I feel like. Where would you just go? Like, if someone was like, "Hey, how you doing?" You're like, "Oh my god, I'm having the best time. I'm having the best life. It's literally the greatest experience ever. I can't believe how amazing it is." Right. But yeah, that's not gonna make anyone that you just spoke to be like, "What? <laughs> right. Chill out, bro. You need to calm like, the I, fuck yeah, down." Yeah, yeah. Okay, are you all right? Fucking, are you on medication? <laughs> like, relax. Exactly. Do you need to talk? Yeah, but if they were like, "No, I'm doing great. How are you?" And then they focused on you and mm-hmm. asked you a bunch of questions and were like, hey, man, if there's anything I can do and, like, it's really cool what you're creating and after listening to you, they give you really solid feedback. 100%. That would be a way better example of someone that's like, oh, that fucking dude might be or gal, whatever, just might be in, like, a great position. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, that's the how- other dude's on meth. That's how um, the people, when I first got into Buddhism... That's how the people in my Buddhist group were. They were just a little too happy to be Buddhist. And I was like, can we... I'd be like, hey, how's it going? They were like, oh my god, this practice is changing my life. It's so amazing. But I'm like, yeah, but did you watch the Dodger game yesterday? <laughs> like, we can talk about other shit than how great your life is with this practice or whatever. It just was always weird to me. It came out, It felt like Sunday church, like everything else. Like, reaffirming their own beliefs. So I was like, I'm good. I'm good with how I feel. I'm good with what I believe. Let's talk about baseball or the weather or, like, what do you do for work? But anything but, like, oh, my God, everything's so amazing. I'm like, it's just, it brings hollow. I don't believe it. I don't buy into it. You're covering some shit up. Well, I got to say, man, I mean, I assume you did this in L.A. I mean, what the fuck are L.A. Buddhists? And no offense, L.A. Buddhists. Oh, no, yeah. When I lived in Sri Lanka, they were Buddhists. Sure. Buddhist Buddhists. No, it's cool. There's so many different types. There's so many different types. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm sure they're all similar, but I mean, that's like cl- far closer to the history of this, mm-hmm. and they were probably generations in, and it was way more of a thing. Right. I can course. imagine that, you know, a lot of LA Buddhists are just uh, rocking in there, mm-hmm. trying to be trendy. Uh, I, I, some of it definitely was. I mean, but you, you could put a Buddhist label on anything. I mean, uh, the people that. Per- perpetrate all the violence in Burma or Myanmar 
they're all Buddhists, but there's, you know, but they're massacring people. So it's kind of like it, we can call ourselves whatever we fucking want. It doesn't change, you know, it's more the action than the actual uh, name. It's like, I mean, mm. that's a whole part of it. It's like no attachment, no attachment to, uh, no attachment to anything, including your title, um, or what you are. Um, but, but that's a lesson and they all had to learn too. And probably some of them did some of it, but it, it's what drove me away from that particular group. It was just a little, it was a little too LA trendy. It was a little too much gluten-free, um, spirituality yeah. and not actual like mindfulness and spirituality or whatever. No, you I'm with you, it. but I- yeah. But let me guess. I bet there was some really good things he took away from it. Oh, 100 sure. million percent. Yeah. Some... I did a men's group like that um, for a while, actually through Rogan podcast, like a guest that Rogan had. Oh, and, no shit. And he That's has, cool. Yeah, he has a, a men's group that he does, and I followed it for a while. I started like the Santa, Santa Monica group and uh, did it for a year and did get a lot out of it. But then it, you know, it was almost the same thing. It became like. It seemed like it was becoming like L.A. trendy, mm-hmm. and uh, unless oh, you know, it was just further away from like um, the real conversation that I thought that we were having. And uh, exactly but saying that, it's I don't leave frustrated or mad or anything. No, I no. have great feelings about the people there and all the things that I did. Like it had me thinking in different ways. It was it was pretty interesting. That's fantastic. It really was. That's all you want. That's really all you was. can ask. So along the same lines, right, since we bring up Buddhism, yes. so Joseph was, there, there was a point where they were talking about, would you use new technologies to live forever? So if there was like gene um, altering mm-hmm. and maybe bionic implants and it, that was available, would you take it? And, and here's my next question, right? This is two two-part question. Yeah. Second part, would you have a choice? Mm. Hmm. That is interesting. Um, yeah, I probably would take it. <laughs> mm. I mean, I could. I. I feel like the cool, magnanimous thing to say to say would be like, no, I'm just gonna live out the life I have, and I'll be good with that. But to be perfectly honest, I feel like it would. I. I. I but the only my only question would be like. Can I change my mind later? Is like one pill I take, or do I take a pill a day? And if I stop taking it, will I eventually die? Because I may change my fucking mind. Not that I can't kill myself, but it's one of those things. Like, I don't know. I might not want to live the rest of my life without Katie and my brothers and you and my friends and all that stuff. That they're all gone and I'm still around. That might suck. I don't know. Mm. At, at this point, I just like the color in my hair back. <laughs> to be perfectly honest, but um. Yeah. It's a, so to answer the second part, yeah, I think that you said that you don't have a choice, right? Mm, well, I mean, I feel like we have a choice. Um, I mean, why wouldn't we have? Why wouldn't we have a choice? Well, it's just that it's just what you said. Like, mm-hmm. I think the same thing, right? I think I would want to say no. I'll just live right. a normal life, right? Because in a way, it's kind of trendy. It's like almost trendy to me. Right. But like when that last day comes, you won't want to make that choice. It's true. I mean, especially if there's a healthy living alternative. They're like, no, 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 you'll be healthy. Right. You won't just like drag around in a wheelchair. Yeah, you're not a vegetable. You'll see your family tomorrow. 
And, right. you know, it's almost like, okay, that's the choice. You wouldn't have a choice. I mean, I can easily say I don't want to die. I know that much. And I, I don't feel like that's going to really change in 50 years or however long it's going to be. I feel like I, uh, I like being alive, you know. I enjoy all the creature comforts that comes with life. So I would probably say, yeah, I'd take it. I would take it. I'd take the pill. Um, mm. You know, but with, with the caveat that I reserve the right to change my mind. No, if I mean if you make... that's the you don't get to you don't oh. they just give you a hammer and when when the time changes you're just like fuck. Will I battle other immortal beings with yeah. in sword fights just, and cut off their heads? They put you up against each other and you just bash it out. And will I be a Highlander? Is what I'm asking for TV. Because if I am a Highlander, then the answer is emphatically yes. Oh yeah, got to do that. Got it. Do I don't that. know what all that electricity was about, but I liked it. Yeah, exactly. I know because they had like supernatural powers or something. And I was like, the dude had a yeah, I really liked... a trench coat. That's all I care about. I liked a lot of what Joseph was saying, and uh, he was a very interesting guest. I think as a podcast as a whole, it was it was pretty heady. Yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. And if you're not necessarily like a biologist, you know. Um, hmm. and that happens. I, I mean, to me, to me, it was a, uh, it was a, it was a five out of ten. I think. Yeah, I give it that. I would give it that too. Some, I mean, sometimes, uh, you know, we're not sycophants. Sometimes the guests just aren't interesting to me. That's like the MMA dudes. Zero. I'm not even. I'm not even going near that because it's just not yeah, i know you love that. racist we need to work on that i know i know i know but i respect it i respect it well you know i'm a i'm a biochemist and i and of i course. did like the way he spoke i it was clear um it, he it was just too narrow of a subject mm-hmm. and, and not to sound like an asshole but it was just like just the like fear anxiety response to things right and it, it, and it was just pretty vague I found myself like asking too many questions and wanting too many answers. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it's kind of where I was with that. But, um, you know, let us know if you get more out of that one. You know, give us a message. Yeah, and, please. And Tell we'll us what see. you liked. Tell us what you liked. We'll see. Yeah. Next up, 1345, Steve Aoki. Mm-hmm. Right? DJ extraordinaire. Um, has residencies in Las Vegas. Got right. real popular out in LA. And he's a big, you know, kind of electronic music guy and he loves to cake people Mm. now i'd never heard of what caking people was i would have assumed that it was some sort of porn hub category beforehand Um, but now i know he actually just throws cakes at people's faces um that come to his shows (laughs) like three stages three stages style right Yeah. yeah What a waste of so cake. So for anyone listening that knew this or goes to his shows, please explain why that is great. Because yes. that sounds ridiculous. That's, yeah. Who knows? He's a DJ, dude. I don't know. <laughs> it sounds It sounds like a lot of fun. He was a super nice sounding person. Very chilled. He, it, like his ego, he could just put his ego aside and immediately went from what he did with his music mm-hmm. into 
what he likes about science. Right. Um, that he loves to interview people. He's very curious. He's like traveling around interviewing people and recording it but not posting it. He's almost making like his own sort of Joe Rogan but just using his celebrity to get in front of like fascinating people right and longevity is a big part of his focus which mm-hmm. is again on the same track right we just came from talking about living forever and uh aoki recently lost his father and since that's mm-hmm. happened he you know I, I guess he's worried about death i don't have you when was who's the closest person you've lost to you in your family um my grandparents um on my mom's side i was re- i was i was really close with them um I lost an uncle i wasn't really close i wasn't close with them but it was one of those i mean i've been very fortunate that i have not really lost anyone close to me so um the closest would be my grandparents um well, my parents are both living all siblings all cousins aunts and uncles they're pretty much all around so so aside from yeah, my aside way. from my pets, which you know, those were those are losses. But I, you know, I usually okay after about a week or two, and I was. Yeah, so I don't carry different. it with me. It wouldn't be like my. It wouldn't be like losing my mom or my dad or my brothers for for that matter. Yeah, and I think I think what what Steve's gone through after losing his dad it really changed a lot of things for him. I've I think heard he's that. very close to him. Yeah, and. that'd be rough like watching it being able to ask like you know i don't remember when my i mean i remember my grandparents passing away but i right i wasn't having like deep conversations with them both and i could see it was really hard on my parents which brings up the same point like of course when you i think when you lose your parents much harder because you're much closer oh absolutely Uh, grandparents were always old like i was born and they were old it's almost like i was always ready for them to die and not to sound <laughs> awful, but I'm like, well, they're old. I mean, I was super sad. I was like, I can't believe life ends. What the fuck is this bullshit? I'm like 10. I'm like, this is bullshit. But they're like, well, people go. And I'm like, what? But, you know, they were, it wasn't like my younger brother. Yeah, uh, all my like grandparents lived into weird. their 90s, except for my grandfather on my father's side, who died of mesothelioma. So that was, you know, I was caused by asbestos so he probably would have lived a long time so i think i'm already immortal going back to our previous conversation but um yeah it was one <laughs> of those luck. things like right <laughs> um it, yeah when they passed away it, i mean it was kind of i mean it was all i mean natural causes for the most part um but it kind of seemed the right time you know, it wasn't traumatic. It wasn't sudden or unexpected. It was just when I was like, um, okay, yeah. I mean, it, it was getting around that time. So it wasn't traumatic. Like, and again, like you said, it's, it wasn't like my parents or anything. Yeah, I, that's definitely the difference. But I do know that sure. that ship makes a profound impact. I mean, I don't have to have gone through it, through it to know because I've, seen and talked to so many people that have lost people like that and it does have a profound impact it could be life-changing for some people it really makes people mm. reassess well yeah i mean this is what steve aoki sounds like he's done he's just you know he talked a lot about stem cell stuff mm-hmm. now joe 
He's had some real bad shoulder injuries, other things, but he's he been trains, doing it. Yeah. You know, like a motherfucker. So he's going to get injured, you know? But yeah. He's figuring out stem cells, getting it done, going to the top people. And, you know, and A. Aoki is doing it too. That stuff sounds fascinating to me. I don't have really injuries that are constantly nagging me, Your but shoulder, I still right? want to just, well, it's not that bad. Okay, that's good. Like, I've, I know other people's, like, it's frustrating, but some right. people are, like, plagued by some of their injuries. Like, it stops them doing things. I just keep doing it, and it is painful. <laughs> uh, right? But, I've, but um, stem cells, yeah. I take them. I'd get them in. Like, the things that we're hearing. Do you, have you heard of this place, Life's, Lifespan Place in Santa Monica? I have, actually. But, t- yeah, but tell everyone, yeah. Somewhere I, they talked about, and mm-hmm. and I'd never heard of it. I didn't know we had somewhere right here. I discovered it two weeks ago because I was looking. Um, stem cell hair loss treatment is a new thing. Um, where no they shit. Grew, And I've talked about it on the show beforehand uh, where they, uh-huh. they, they inject you with stem cells. Um, there's two types. There's the one from... Um, uh, there's, there's non from, it's not from fetuses, it's from baby's butts. Yeah, it's not, no, it's not from baby's butts. Although I don't care. Give, give me whatever. Just let me grow hair. It's fucked up. Um, no, they, uh, I don't remember what the kind, but, um, uh, they inject it right into your, uh, scalp and it grows new follicles. It doesn't, tr- it doesn't, you know, tell your old follicles to start growing hair again. It grows new follicles. That's one type. And then the second one is they, um, they formulate stem cells from your hemoglobin. And they inject that in into your scalp as well, but that doesn't show as promising results as actual stem cells. But I've been looking. Oh, at really? That. Yeah, yeah. Huh? Is it super expensive? One treatment looked between thirty five hundred and four grand. So, oh Jesus, it's expensive. Is that the same for like your shoulders or like muscles? Not sure. I didn't look into that part. Um, hmm. Probably. Because the expense is the stem cells. I mean, they're just expensive. Because you can get whatever. You just put them whatever. I mean, they're like little genetic nanites that just go fix shit. You know what I mean? But that, to me, sounds like witchcraft. I know. How the fuck do they even know what to fix? If you put them in an area where nothing even hurts, does it get even better? That's a good question. I don't know. Do you have to wait until something breaks? Like, maybe you just inject them, like, into your dick and it's twice as big. Well, I mean, it's... That's a that is a worthy topic for research. <laughs> Let me tell you. <laughs> I don't want length, I want girth. Do you have stem cells that do that? Do you have the girth stem cells, please? Um it's uh I don't I mean, I'm such a novice and you're more the scientist than I am. But it kind of It sub- just sounds too good to be true. Well, because they only exist be in, in fetuses for the most part, or in like things that have to do with reproduction and birth. Kind of sounds like they're they're kind of like the the builders, they're the um, you know they're 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 the labor force building your body, and then you know once the once the baby comes out, they're like okay yeah we're done no need to exist in this creature anymore, because um, we built the whole thing from the ground up kind of thing. And, mm. But now you put it in, and you're like oh here are things that need to be taken care of. But I, I but. I'm also an idiot, so I don't know what I'm talking about. But it kind of, it felt well, like that you might was, be right, man. It kind of feels I mean, like that's the there reason. are legitimate scientists saying this shit is fucking great. Oh, my only concern is it sounds a little bit like Chinese medicine, 
where mm. you just say, I have an earache. They're like, eat garlic. I, my toenails have a fungus in, eat garlic. Right. My nose hurts, eat garlic. I'm like, well, hold on. Because none of the medicine we use in the West that we developed with the FDA in the last 50 years works like that. Right. And even if some of that is horrendous for us, it's not like one thing sorts everything out. Right. Well, I mean, I guess it's an antibiotic. Well, there's definitely, I mean, I've taken herbal compounds for, you know, conditions, you know, sickness, STDs, yeah, for, um, and they, and they work. I mean, they work as much as any prescription I've gotten. So there's definitely something to them, but I'm fairly certain all these stem cell procedures are FDA approved. They've gone through the trial, clinical trials. I mean, I think um, they're they're out there. I mean, it's not just, it's not like supplements that you buy, you know, at one thirty in the morning when you're watching Comedy Central. <laughs> you know what I mean? This is tried and true research they've been doing for over 20 years now. So, I mean. Well, a lot of it's not legal in the U.S., though. No shit. It is in California. Yeah, for whatever. They, they have some in, yeah, some here, I think in Vegas. Right. Um, it's been a it's been a real struggle. Well, I'm sure getting that stuff legal, which seems crazy to me. I'm like, why would you want to stifle anything? Because of that, they came from aborted fetuses. A lot of, when it first started the trials, they were all from aborted fetuses because that's where you could get. There was stem no cells. other place to get it from when when it, when they first began. Yeah, now they pull it from. Huh. They can pull it from placenta or something like that, or is it the umbilical cord? Um, so, I mean, it's, I don't know. We're too stupid to even speculate. I read about but it and I forgot, but I think it's yeah, from the exactly. umbilical cord or the, uh, or the placenta, something like that. They, oh, they I heard they're getting there. it. They don't even need to get it from like a baby. They might not. Something. I know the clinic um, we're talking about in Santa Monica was very specific that they did not pull them from fetuses. Uh, uh well, you know, I don't know. I wish they had, uh. Um, not worried too much about that when they first discovered them and had an extra I 10 know. years of I know. Um, sorted research. and Maybe have a cure for Alzheimer's or ALS or any of those fucking horrible disease, Parkinson's. I mean, because they're thinking that stem cells could be the key to curing those things eventually. Huh. Well, yeah. I mean, Steve Aoki has interviewed some fascinating people about this, and mm-hmm. Joe knows a lot of these guys too, and He's all about it. He is into it. I guess he's going to go to visit the the UFC doctors that know a lot about this as That's well. Cool. And I don't know what sort of injuries he's had. He didn't really get into it. But I'm almost I'm almost starting to think that these guys and gals that have money are not even going and getting this for injuries. Mm. They're just so sure that it's like the shit. They Probably. leave feeling great. You can have a stem cell blood transfusion. Yeah. And that sounds crazy. Rich people are going to do all kinds of whack ass shit. They're going to skip Real all kinds of steps. Yeah. I going back to Real Joe. Soon. I want to say it was his knee. I felt like it was his knee that he. Was, oh, he's no, he's repaired his knees, but he got cadaver uh, ligaments put in, which okay. are actually stronger because they take him, I think, out of the ankle. Uh. And then put him in the knee, like it's like an Achilles to an ACL, oh, and then your ACL is stronger. But that even is kind of research. I mean, science that that we're moving away from because right. now we have all this stem cell stuff. Sure. It's overtaken it for. But, a, but 
that's kind of cool though right for imagine, a period of time imagine being able to repair ligaments like no pitcher would have to have tommy john surgery anymore they get a they get a stem cell mm. injection in their elbow and six months later they can pitch again that's crazy yeah but if it was if it's if you do it that way right and it's mm-hmm. just as strong that's right. nice no surgery but right if you do it that way and it's stronger therefore using cadaver ligaments Mm -hmm. then that's even better because it's twice the strength yeah true think about it i mean or like whatever it is i think it's just much stronger than well that happens uh, like a a regular ligament on your leg in baseball because when they have ulnar collateral ligament replacement surgery they think they pull one from the leg or something and it usually you come back stronger and they usually get a couple of miles per hour on their fastball they usually you know they'll come back with increased velocity uh, by you know two or three miles per hour. Well, um, how long is it going to be before they purposely blow out their elbow? Sometimes uh, there's been talk, um, and I don't know if it's been taken seriously, but there's definitely been discussions about people simply getting Tommy John surgery because that's the first guy that ever got it, to- getting ulnar collateral replacement surgery before they even blow out their elbow because they're like, you're going to eventually. Let's just do it now. It'll come. You'll be stronger, and you'll have it out of the way. That's kind of nuts. But who wants yeah. to? Go, but at the same time, you don't want to go under the knife when you don't have to, because I mean, that's still very invasive surgery. That's not, that's not like arthroscopic anymore. They're they're digging in there. They're moving. Well, true, but <clears throat> true, but I mean, how long until it's actually not that big of a deal? It's just like some Probably sort of laser. Long. You barely even know. You do it at CVS. It's like sticking your arm in the blood pressure machine that they have there while you're waiting <laughs> right. for your girlfriend to go buy whatever the fuck she's buying and you can't be bothered to sit there. Mm-hmm. You're just like, oh, I'll push this. And then it's like, beep, 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 beep. There we go. Right. Please. Just change the ligaments in your shoulder. And they're like, oh, they're 400% stronger. Yeah. Or they're Make like, sure please, to- please select your stem cells. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How strong do you want to be? Exactly. exactly. Do you want to have fire that shoots out of your hands? <laughs> yes, I would actually. Yes, yeah, that would be would amazing. Like that. Would you That'd like to? Would you like to be immortal? Do I have a choice? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Imagine all the immortal people picking on the guy that was like, "I don't want to do it." You're like, right. idiot. Oh, what a pussy! Stupid. Everyone's like making fun of him. You going to hell? There's only hell, bro. <laughs> It's like what? It's like, oh my terrible. God, I just want to go. Yeah, I know. One of the cool things that Steve was talking about is he has an original like so he has he talked about his like mega home that he built, which was awesome. He's got a lot of money. He has a foam pit. He can jump in his pool from his bedroom. Like he's a kid. <laughs> you know, he's a of DJ. Course. Like I love that though. But I love it. Right. I think it's great. Like we've too. all fantasized about it. I'd be the exact and for same anyone way. to be like, oh, that's immature. That's bullshit. Hell no. You shut your mouth. You just never had that fucking opportunity. It would be great. Absolutely, everyone would like that. We all want yeah. our childhoods back anyway, because we don't. Because you know, youth is wasted on the young. So what are we doing? We're just we're just living our lives for those fleeting moments that we can feel like a kid again. You know what I mean? <laughs> that's what I'm doing. I mean, we that's can what hope I, to. I mean, my girlfriend laughs at me because when I get stoned um, on sativa, I become a kid. I'm just like uh, I'm like an eight year old kid that's just I laugh at fart jokes and dick jokes. I mean I do that anyway, but I just act like a child, and I feel like I guess I kind of feel like I am a child at heart. Um, and I well, definitely I would challenge you to laugh at those things all the time. Oh yeah, for real. Sober. I mean yeah, I do, hilarious. but I'm, I act more like a kid when it happens. <laughs> 
Well, he went he went and bought a, an original piece of Banksy art. Right. Now, you've heard of Banksy, right? Yeah, And absolutely. they talk about Banksy. And now Banksy is from Bristol. Bristol is from where, you know, that's where I'm from. And mm-hmm. we've known about him almost my whole life, as far as I can remember. Sure. I mean, I'm 37. I don't know how old Banksy is. He must be in his 50s. We don't know who he, he is, is yet, right? What? No, no one knows what he looks like. Right. As far as I know. There's a theory that and there's a theory I read that he's like one of the members of the Gorillas, which is like a music group. Uh, I was reading about that. Look that up. I I can't speak about it intelligently. Yeah. Look it up. It's pretty Dude, interesting. Dude, I feel like it's bullshit in today's age that we don't know who Banksy is. But I love that we don't. It's super cool. You know? I love that yeah. we don't. I love that we don't. He's so badass. I've seen multiple pieces of his work. Um, even into London in like very expensive places to live, right? And uh, it, he just drew on a wall, and then they like kind of plexiglassed it in because now it's worth so much that right. it like made the house like twice as expensive. Mm-hmm. Dude, unbelievable! Um, but what I loved about it is they <laughs> talked about the the shredding of. Uh, the artwork that he created. Did you ever hear about that? No. So some art, and I'd never heard of it either, but some art was sold like Sotheby's, one of the big auction places. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it was just like an original Banksy in a big thick frame. And as soon as it was sold and the deal went through, it turned into a shredder. No shit. And it just shredded the picture. Holy shit. Yeah, I think only down to like halfway. Oh wow! What an incredible idea that is. That's insane. Yeah, it's the most was... anti-snobby thing I've and, ever heard. And that was entirely right? by design. That was like the. I, yeah, I guess so. I'd never heard of it either. Wow. Um, it, it just seemed to me like what a fucking brilliant thing to do. And that's why that's the, his style, though. I've always loved it. That's I've amazing. always absolutely loved that dude. Yeah, yeah. What did you think of? Aoki not doing any drugs and not drinking ever since he had his like freak out acid attack after he was what was it 13 right like I just can't imagine being like a straight edge dude but also like the biggest DJ in the world I get it after like people that like have freak outs and like that type of trauma that I I understand more like than if he just made a decision like I'm just never gonna do any of this. I'm gonna be a teetotaler and never do this, even though I'm one of the biggest DJs in the world. That's more suspect. Um, but being freaked out like that, I totally get it. I totally get it. It's kind of wild, and I applaud the shit out of him for being able to hit with his stick-to-itiveness that he was able to do that with all the sources of illicit material that he could possibly encounter, and he's unfettered freedom because he's rich as fuck. So that's even more impressive to me. I'm like, I get it. I get it. What do you think about it? Yeah, I mean, I'm with you. I think that it, it it's like almost less suspicious because mm-hmm. he had this very traumatic event. Exactly. And I'm less likely to be like, what a what a dummy. Like, try some shit. Like, expand your mind. Yeah. You know? But, I think there's something to be said about don't fucking do acid when you're 13. I think that's, a, as a general rule, I think that's a pretty good one. <laughs> maybe There's don't do any drugs of, yeah. when you're 13 maybe wait until you're older when your brain has more of a handle on things yeah 
but I get it, man. I mean, it the drug you have when you're 13 is sugar. Exactly. Keep eating sugar. That's all you're allowed. Eat your Twinkies. Eat some sugar. If you're super bored, have one of your friends spin you around real, real fast or you get dizzy. <laughs> but until that, then figure out, like, girls are cool and right. eventually, I don't know, have some drinks. Man, but... but- it's the human condition, human condition to be curious, especially at that age, the adolescence. I mean, you were curious about everything. So if somebody hand you, hands you drugs, I mean, we have no ability to, we have no filter on that. I'm only now getting to the age where I can go, yeah, I don't need, I don't need to, I don't need to know that. Like when I had an MRI like two weeks ago, I never opened my eyes because it was like, I don't know if I'm claustrophobic. I've never really been in a situation where I might freak out. But I'm going to remove even the temptation. I'm not going to open my eyes. I just won't even know. So I had no i I, I had no idea. I just imagined beaches and the woods and like how much I wish I was still asleep and what how the MRI sounded like Fat Boy Slim from the '90s. Uh, but I never opened my eyes, so I never freaked out. So I removed that curiosity. But when you're kids. You're curious about everything. I'm. I, I don't know if I would have done acid when I was 13, but I definitely wanted to learn about shit. What about you? Well, you're so. I think a lot of it just comes down to who's around you. I don't think you have a lot of choice. Like nobody offered it to me. I didn't right. feel pressured. You me know, I, in the weirdest way, I was kind of spoiled for like when I got the drugs that I did. They seemed mm. to come at times that were like. I don't know if age appropriate is right there, but they didn't come too early, and I I never got exposed to like the really dangerous ones. Mm-hmm. Like nobody ever was like, "Here's crack, try some heroin." <laughs> like it just, I'm like, "Oh, what?" Like there was, it was always there was always just a dialogue of the people that are around that were like, "Oh, don't do that," right. but they were super pro like weed or mm-hmm. obviously everyone's pro alcohol, and then much. you know. Pills would come in um, in the 90s. Like, we'd go into, like, raves and things right. that would pop up. But, it would, you know, even amongst all of the groups that I, there was almost no one that I knew that was like, dude, I do 10 a day. Mm-hmm. Like, what? That's not good for you. It's terrible for like, you. People, dude, people were taking, like, supplementing with, like, vitamin B12s to, like, produce higher levels of uh, serotonin to offset the re- I'm like, what are we scientists? Holy you guys shit. have done research on this. Yes, like, they are. What? Like professional ravers. I was like, all right, cool. That's not do that. I guess I'll, I'll take that. But uh, yeah, I was. I never really got exposed to drugs in the sense of people destroying their lives. Mm-hmm. I never saw it that way. Yeah, <clears throat> and I know it's very doable. Obviously, oh it's yeah, very possible. Hell yeah. But runs in my yeah, family. I didn't see it. I saw some lazy stoners. <laughs> yeah i've seen plenty definitely of those. saw some lazy stuff i see plenty of those at work <laughs> but then when you think of his job too mm-hmm. i mean he's he's so close to the possibility of doing that you know it, right it's it seems also like djs are is it like djs or rappers i mean they're they're you know they they disappear they're dying. Yeah. They take some pills. They're gone. Yeah. That that party life is is like it's it's easy to get addicted to shit. Yep. It's prevalent. That's for and sure. So to be sober through it, but still make it work and enjoy it, that's not a bad option. No, it's not. You know, 
I have to I have to respect him a little bit for that. I do. Even though I'm like, maybe microdose. So <laughs> I know, I know, I know. It's antithetical to how Joe, you live. Yeah, Joe was trying to pressure him. Not pressure him, but like talk to him about that. Right. But it was good. I liked the conversation. I don't know a lot about that guy, dude. But I, but I feel like in the future, he's going to become a lot more than a DJ. Because be. his story was really fascinating. How he got to where he is and like his his love for just discovering existence mm-hmm. is really cool so i i i was pretty excited about it and from from knowing nothing and not thinking i'd be into it for real that to me was definitely uh 7.5 out of 10 of a podcast oh nice it yeah. really was and, it, and i would say if you're a fan of steve probably be a 10 yeah. and you know who he is already yeah that's gonna only go up from that exactly for sure. exactly yeah i give it i give sure. it a seven you yep. yeah i give it a seven I'm I'm not fascinated yeah. by a DJ lifestyle or DJs or anything, um, but you're right. The story was, uh, and that's one thing cool thing about Joe is that he he gets past the surface level bullshit and gets to some of the nitty gritty, which I really enjoy. He well, he didn't yeah he kind of stayed away from the music almost right. and like got into what he was into like real fast. Well, the, and I don't know if that's because Joe was not that interested. Probably in I don't know. But, but he, it's but the same as me. It's like you say, he's fascinated by how people think. He wants to know about that. He didn't give a shit mm. about him spinning records. Who gives a fuck? <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, they, they're just pressing play, bro. We talked just about that. Just pressing play, yo. That's right. <clears throat> All right, so the big one. 1347 Neil deGrasse Tyson. Neil. Holy shit. What a pleasure to have him back. He is obviously one of the original really big kind of like non-comedian celebrities that went on Rogan. Exactly. Uh, he's went on Rogan back in the day, a legend of a guy. I mean, what can you say? The most famous astrophysics dude ever, other than maybe Carl Sagan? I would say so, yeah. I would say the, those two. Those are the two big ones. He has a new book. Uh, now, yeah, it's out in a month, um, right? Yeah, it's called Letters from... It's basically about letters from fans. I can't remember right. what the name Little, is. Uh, I've, I've read every one of his books. Like, I'm that much of a nerd. I do find them fascinating. And they they really are interesting. Like, he simply kind of lays stuff out. And it just... You know, it's a fun read. No, it's I a love fun it. read for Do you have astrophysics for, for dummies? Yeah, yeah, it's good. I, I meant to lend that Yeah, to I need you, to right? borrow it from you. Gonna... I want to. All right, I'll bring I'll bring. I'll text it. It's you. good. It's fun. Um, You're like, holy shit, that's crazy. I know. Yeah, no, I love <laughs> I love how um, I love how he explains things. I love how he explains science. And he's so passionate about it. Comes across in everything he talks about. I don't think he's ever had a conversation with anyone where he wasn't passionate about the subject material. It's really interesting. He, and mm. he's so knowledgeable. And he speaks... And he doesn't talk to down to anyone, but he speaks in such simple ways that the layman can understand, which is what I appreciate about him, for sure. Yeah, and shows massive fascination. Like, he's a physicist. Tons. yeah. And he was talking about, like, how um, water freezes. Yep. And when it, it does, it expands. But he, like, that's very simple to a physicist or a chemist. But he, he wasn't saying in a way, like, duh. How do you not know of this, course. duh? He's just like really excited about the fact that it does. Exactly. Like this is why you can put him in front of children or you can put him in front of a TED talk of other academics and 
he's able to do the same message yeah. and get it across. Like if if he was talking about boiling rice with that enthusiasm, he would, would make he, it he, brilliant. He'd be like, "We have a man, Uncle Ben, who has <laughs> created." rice and what you do with rice is you put it in water and you boil it okay well yeah. how i just love it it doesn't matter you what just it is. talk about the expansion the science the boiling water it would be amazing and before yeah. you know it you'd forget that you're even talking about rice exactly. and you're like i want some rice right now you do the same thing about changing a tire mm. <laughs> you get into the physics of how rubber holds that air together <laughs> and the and the force that is required to puncture that rubber at a certain rate <laughs> You'd be like, damn it, this is fascinating. It was interesting to me when he was talking about cherry picking of science. Yeah. Like, you you kind of that. forget that that happens, but obviously with politics it does. Mm-hmm. You know, like, everyone's using an iPhone in the room, so nobody cherry picked that. Right. Because it's very useful. But people would cherry pick maybe, I don't know, the age of the earth, well, yeah, maybe, evolution, Yeah, his, I mean, his global examples warming. were global warming, vaccines, and GMOs. Mm. And, you know, I think that's, I think that's really apt. I think that's a really stu- astute observation. I've always kind of been wondered why GMOs were so hated as they were, it, and I, it, I guess it comes down to: Do people think it's just going to modify them, like because it's genetically modified corn that one day they'll eat it and they'll just start growing corn for limbs and shit? You know, that's always what it's like. What are you so afraid of? Hmm. Yeah, I never really it's a good quite, I wish I knew more about it. To I be just honest. don't. But I know like, I, any scientist I know, and I, I have one who's a professor at Pepperdine, one a good friend, married her to her husband, um, performed the ceremony, and she would go off about how GMOs aren't harmful and stuff. And I can only listen to the people that are actually experts about it. Um, and they seem pretty Well, convinced. that's generally a good move, right? Absolutely. And GMOs are different from hormones. So that's different from having. You know, chicken that's filled with hormones because they want to make the chicken fat. That's a different thing than GMOs, which is, you know, that's genetically modifying things like corn to keep insects off of it so you don't have to use these lethal pesticides which damage our soil, things like that. I think a lot of what comes down to it is like we don't know what it will do. Right. But it doesn't seem to be really fucking a lot of people up. The, so the, yeah i mean I've therefore seen no empirical it's data. like well does it make it okay is it bad but you got to prioritize your concerns right you know really i'm like all right but you know or we could eat non-genetically modified twinkies right i don't know i mean like, that seems like a bad <laughs> idea i don't think there's anything natural in a twinkie <laughs> well true true <laughs> i think it's all genetically modified Mm. But no. Well, but, they say you you can't even eat corn today that's not genetically modified. I don't think so. Like none. Yeah. And then the weird thing is, like, okay, but if we're all living longer than we ever did, then isn't that a weird thing to say? Like, let's let's say that right. we've identified all these things that kill us. Right. Well, when we die anyway, right? Which we all do. Sorry to say it, folks. Um, we all do then the stuff we must be consuming, at some point, some of it must be killing us faster than others. Okay? Yeah, absolutely. Well, we've identified it all, but we're living three times as long as we did in 2000. Right. I mean, not 2000, in, in 2000 the year ago. zero. Right. So now in the year 2019, we can live to 100. Mm-hmm. 
Wouldn't we to those people be like, oh yeah, I'll, I'll take some genetically modified corn. Fuck yeah. I'll just eat whatever you guys are eating and I'll live three times as long. And we'd be like, no, 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 you can't have this corn because it will kill you. Right. And they're like, but you guys are living forever. Are, it- and then we're like, no, 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 it's probably our medicine. Right. But I don't know. Not everyone goes to the doctor. Mm-mm. No, we're living it's longer. Like, I don't... I, 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 I'm also not... I have zero expertise in this area at all but you make a very astute point like i have no idea what it does to our bodies but i definitely know that there are people that are afraid it does some shit to their bodies and it doesn't that i know for sure it's kind of the same Mm. thing with vaccines people just hear you're putting a weak version of a virus in so you can build your immune system and they immediately think no i'm injecting myself with this disease and a lot of times it's actually a dead virus, or you're just injecting the actual proteins that trigger an immune response to that actual disease, so you've built it up. So they're not actually giving you the disease in any way, live or dead. They're giving you proteins that match it, that will trigger your immune system to build antibodies for it. But people don't actually listen to that stuff. They don't study the science behind it, or they hear that, you know... There's some mercury in it or whatever. And I say, like, there's mercury in your fucking drinking water. Like, if you've ever opened your mouth in the shower and water's gotten in there, you got a little mercury in there and chlorine and everything else. Like, there's trace amounts of shit in everything. Same with vaccines. But most people don't know how they work, so they're just afraid of what their brain thinks is going to happen. Yeah, the vaccine one is, is real weird. Joe had a guy on... Uh how long ago about six months ago i forget his name but he was a specialist in like studying this and he said the big thing was that they could see the precursors to things like autism happening in the genes Uh before any vaccines were given to the child sure and that is something that didn't he even said look it didn't immediately hit the news it wasn't like the top story on every right. um, station. Mm-hmm. It was just like, there's a lot of power behind the anti-vaxxer thing. Tons. Uh, I, You know, I kind of get it too. I'm not going to lie. I mean, I don't have a kid. But if I had one, and then it seemed fine, and then my doctor was like, give him this thing. Right. I mean, I think you're so protected. Of course. Protective over this thing that you love mm-hmm. that fuck everyone else. Absolutely. Like it's, I sit here with my opinions now. Uh, what am I looking after? I have like two plants in my apartment. Right. But when it's a little thing, I can I can see, and then you and then you connect because of the internet. You have the ability to connect with other people and, that have had this, and they don't want to take the chance. Well, you build up a force, and you don't want to blame yourself, of course, because that sucks. You don't want to be like, oh, it's my fault. He's autistic or whatever, right. and and you know, so it's just like. I think you we just drive our thinking that way. But we the do. more important thing is like figuring out what direction it's coming from. And when when the somewhat leading researchers are saying it doesn't seem to be this and otherwise everyone dies of fucking polio. Right. It might, you know, uh, smallpox or measles or mumps or whooping cough or whatever that shit. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's, a, it's a, yeah, it's a weird one. What did you think about what he said when when uh, L.A. is not all solar? 
that was fascinating to me um yeah i did not thought of it like what the what why what did he say i can't remember. why did he say it wasn't i forgot um well just that uh it's expensive it's expensive right um you know difficult to kind of like set everything up the batteries aren't great the batteries yeah that was it yeah well, battery technology is still in its infancy in terms of that shit like you just were not there and lithium is is degrades i'm not buying it i'm not buying it bro what i think if if everyone was like i'm putting this shit on my roof elon musk is going to come up with a goddamn battery someone is. oh absolutely if there's if there's money to be made that is a that is a hole in a market that needs to be filled oh, that i agree someone with. would figure that out well no they got tesla batteries they do they're like 7500 bucks um you can absorb them into your um home equity loan um or oh. or, or your homeowner or your mortgage or whatever they're like 70- how much power do you need overnight that's what they say they can't store things overnight what power are you using open your window uh, well, I mean, yeah, I mean, well, you can go have off a the... fan that is a battery or big deal. Use actual regular electricity in your house then. Sure. But only for the tiny amount that you need. Like you're not doing your laundry at, at night, 2 a.m. Right. Well, I mean, you shouldn't be. The, no, the problem is unless you've killed somebody. The problem, the more problem is that when you're getting solar power, <laughs> you can only take in so much. Um the rest goes back, and whatever you're not using goes back into the grid. Um, but there's no sun at night, so you can't power anything. But if you have the battery, you take that excess storage, it goes into the battery, and then it powers things overnight. That's what it does. That's what the battery is supposed to do. That's what the Tesla battery does. And Elon you know, Musk has developed, Tesla has developed um, solar tiles. So it's not even, so because one of the drawbacks that, you know, and you, you hate to say it, but it's the truth, people didn't want these big old damn panels on the roofs they thought it made their house look ugly now there's solar tiles there's like four types of them um they last longer than regular tiles like they have like a warranty of up to 30 years and then the end result you will have saved uh more money than regular roofing um but they are they're solar tiles mixed in with regular tiles that act like solar panels they'll power battery the same way and you never would know that you have solar panels on your roof that's a way. I of the guarantee future. that roofing companies are super fucking pissed about this. Well, you better believe it, but you know what? They're going to be pissed when the world blows up and we can't inhabit it, the goddamn planet. They won't have business then either. <laughs> so pick they're your only thinking about poison. their next, you know, of course, pool that they're putting in or the next um, vacation. Hey man, roofing companies, learn how to install fucking solar solar tiles, and you'll have a completely new job. And the more they manufacture them, the cheaper they're going to get. It would be ridiculous not to. You'd be an insane person to pi- if you could power your entire house off the sun, especially in Southern California. Way, yeah. And it's going to start happening. Well you, well, you know what's weird, though? Yeah. My apartment, I have rent control. Yeah. I only pay gas. I don't pay electricity. Sure. So this sounds super lazy, but I would not need to do it under my circumstances. And there must be other people that are in this situation. I know plenty of people have their own electricity bills, but it's like my water and electricity are like rolled into one. Right. So I'm like, okay, but you're, well, I don't know. You're also a renter. You don't, solar. you don't really have the option. Like your landlord would have to, the building owner would have to do that. You don't really have exactly. the option. Exactly. A lot of people, <clears throat> but a lot of people are renting though. That's you true. Know, you're renting. Oh, you're absolutely. not getting solar. Well, here's an option for those of you who are um, – environmentally conscious want to go green you do pay your own electricity in an apartment you can go to ladwp if that's who you have your utilities through and you can switch yours 
um, to wind power, which I did. Um, you can say, and it's only a couple extra bucks a month. It's really negligible. It's probably like five bucks a month. But you switch to wind power um, if if you're environmentally conscious and that weighs on you, uh, you know, like it did me. Switch over, and you know, you feel a little bit better about you know what we're putting out into the earth. You're not burning. You're not using power burned from coal. Wait, they they like pump in different isn't it all coming in the same yeah, lines? i don't re- no there are different sources and um no shit because yeah. we do have oh wind dude pump. we put that guys we're gonna put that link in the uh yeah bio i'll find it for sure i'll find it and there's other sources too yeah man so yeah another thing i loved and this is uh this was near and dear to my heart and i'm listening to him talking because he was talking about how um that all the molecules in the air you breathe there are more molecule molecules and like that one breath you take then there are breaths in the world or something like that. Something it was like it's one of those astronomical things like when Carl Sagan used to say there's mm. more grain there are more stars in the universe than there are grains of sand. Billions, billions and, and billions. billions yeah. And billions. then he was like he goes, So when you're breathing, you're breathing the air that Socrates breathed and the air that Genghis Khan and the air that and I was like he's just naming motherfuckers from Bill and Ted's Exit Adventure and then and then Rogan was like in place I was like no and he, Rogan was like no he goes no I'm you ruined my Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure reference I was like oh I nailed it I was sitting here I loved I loved the Jody pick too. up on that it was cracking me that up killed me that was my favorite Dude. fucking moment I, but I seriously though it's not even that I remembered it's that recently because they're making the new yeah. Bill and Ted. I've been watching different clip videos, and that was one that I'd seen recently. I, I wonder if that was one Neil deGrasse saw recently. It probably too. is. Oh, I love that. I'm like, that's obscure to remember. Yeah, brilliant, that. though. That's so weird to think. Like, that's one breath of air, everyone breathes. Yeah, that's nuts. Same like, with water. Uh, all right. But it, it also is like everyone's fart. <laughs> exactly. As well. Everyone's urine. Hey, man, we're all <laughs> yeah. connected. It's cool. Just, Everyone's urine I can deal with because I I know that like it's it's cleaner, right. but everyone's fart like it's it's their fart. I'm not I in know. that. I'm just like ah, I'm surprised you can breathe at all. <laughs> exactly. Neil was getting a little yeah. defensive, right? Now, and and Joe called him out on it twice, which which was cool because they know each other, they're friends, they're not really debating, and Neil doesn't like no, it he doesn't. either. And he stated publicly that he doesn't debate anymore. He just says mm-hmm. his piece. I appreciate and that. And that's cool. He brought yeah, that up with um, the uh, like, building the telescope on top of the uh, mountain in Hawaii. And he was like, I would just come in exactly. and lay out of my just, argument and let the cards fall where they may. And I was like, oh, that's pretty zen yeah. philosophy. I like it. Well, he's talked about it before. And I think that you get to a point where you just realize you're getting nowhere. But, but also, this was a glimmer into why. Because he gets so passionate right. about it that, that he can't just sit back. And, and, you know, Joe was like, all right, you're getting a bit into it. And I love that they, they were able to kind of, like, pick I on know. each other a little bit. Like, it really plays into their, their friendship. And um, uh, when Neil deGrasse talked about fishes instead yeah, of fish. Yeah, that was fascinating. And then Joe called him out on that. Then Neil, like, explained that it's a multiple yes. pluralism. And then they got – I mean, that's a bit it of a nerdy, nerdy conversation, conversation. But it's cool that they can give each other I shit about it. Well, and, Joe, was, and Joe's just like, isn't yeah. it a fish? Isn't that just the, like, uh, you know, but. Um. 
Well, within his frustration, though, he talked about, like, uh, Neil was like, well, you know, I get heated. I love this. Like, I'm passionate about it. My agenda is to build that um, telescope Mm -hmm. on top of that mountain. That's what I want. I'm a a physicist. I think that's good for humanity. Like, I'm going to push in that direction a little bit. I don't want to upset anybody and, like, you know, just, you know, destroy people's sacred land. But I, but this should be built somewhere and right. I want it built. So I have an agenda. And he asked Joe, what's your agenda? Because you have this podcast that's mm-hmm. massive, reaches everyone. What is the agenda? And I found it so fascinating for him to be like, I just, I can't right. have one. It doesn't matter. You know, if anything, it's like for people to keep listening. Yeah. Right. To expand, expand your I don't mind. know. I would, I would be curious to know if his numbers like halved, would he change it or would he stop? Like, they constantly improve. So maybe that's the motivation. Right. But to say that is kind of weird because he he was very famous when he started and he had n- almost none for a very long time. I, I feel like... This seems to just be something I, I he mean, likes to do. He's like, I just agenda, do it. But I think, he likes, yeah, I think he likes learning things and discovering things and talking about things. And he's like, eh, we have pretty interesting conversations. Why not open this up to everybody else? And he also uses that yeah. to... Um, I mean, he helps people out too. You know, he take his friends, the people he meets, he brings them along. He elevates them. So he may not feel like he has an agenda. I feel like everybody has an agenda when they wake up in the morning. You want to do something. Hundred percent. Um, yeah, hundred percent. But it's but it's not no, like I a cheese. I don't think that. I really do. I think he's very. I think he's there about helping people and building things. And I mean that sincerely. It's not. Um, I'm not fanboying out. I truly mean that sincerely. I think he just likes these discussions and thinks it might help other people as it helps him. I'm with you. The $100,000 an episode or whatever he gets paid probably doesn't hurt. But at a certain point... He's doing it in a good way. At a certain point, how much do you need? For that. I mean, agenda-wise, I think think people are watching closely and there's enough people listening to where they they would, you know, see if there was any weird agenda. But it just... Just likes having a chat. He doesn't like. Uh, he doesn't mind picking on these guys, and that and that was great. That was fun to see. It was fun to know because Neil deGrasse Tyson is such a fucking super yeah, smart he's cool guy. Shit. And for him to come in and like, you know, be able to have a good conversation mm-hmm. with Rogan, and and there were points where Rogan didn't know about ice expanding right. and other things, but he didn't well, study this. Not. Like, why would he know this? I- yeah, you know? I think that's the beauty of it's it. It's like I did a biochemistry degree. I'm not going to sit there and be like, "What a dummy!" Like I, I had to not. do this. There's a million things that he could talk about, and but he he sits there, he learns, well, he's like, "Okay, that's one of the things." And that's then, what I like uh, about him. It's one of the things that he sits back and he doesn't think he has a handle on everything. How many times do you meet somebody that thinks they know fucking everything about everything? Drives me crazy. Oh, God, about us? You and me. Yep. The worst. <laughs> no, I'm I freely admit when <laughs> I don't worst. know shit. <laughs> I like. Ho- I like yeah, talking I try about to. it. God, so much. But yeah, it's brilliant. It's 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 really good. And it, Neil has that mm-hmm. too, though. He has like he's obviously super smart. Absolutely. You know he is. He knows it, and he's in a position of like extreme authority mm-hmm. with knowledge. And he's he's a very humble. And I he just God is he always good. He's like such a charming dude when it comes to conversation and i have to rate dude this one's oh, in the easy. nines this is nine point two five seven three the only six. reason i don't give it a 10 because neil would talk over joe sometimes and it would drive and i was like no i want to hear what joe's gonna ask i think he has something interesting to bring up and neil would just kind of 
bulldoze over him. And uh, Joe let him, good host. I mean, let his he lets his guests talk, and I appreciate that. But I was like, but I feel yeah. like Joe's such an excellent interviewer. I was like, I want to hear the question because I think your answer will be really interesting, and I don't want him to lose that train of thought. That's the, so I give. I give it a nine point five. It would have been a ten if he just shut up for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> but n- not to take anything away from Neil, I think as soon as you get in Rogan's layer, he gives you that nitro turbo coffee and just, just gets you all ramped up. Yep. Yeah, yeah. He's just like, here's your liquid <laughs> exactly. meth. Let's exactly. Let's go to town. Let's go to town. Well, anyway, folks, thanks, thanks a lot guys. for listening. Uh, longer one today, and uh, Mark for joining in and giving me. Uh, some of your input on that i think it was a good week of like it like interesting things to learn i mean a a big it was a heady week i like heady right it was it wasn't a relaxing funny chilled week of of podcasts but but you know what if you're if you're like science minded and and um anti-aging and and life expansion minded there's a there's a lot of fun stuff in this week i really enjoyed it all right, brother. Thank you so much. And thank you guys for listening. Thanks, guys. As always, message us anytime. Follow us on Joe Rogan Experience Review Instagram. You can message us there. And otherwise, we're talking Hell next yeah. week.